Emma Merritt is a sleep expert and uh, ambassador for Emma Mattresses, which is a coincidence. Uh, she's joining us now. Hello, Emma. Morning, Emma. Hi, morning. Emma, how does one become a sleep expert? Um, to be honest, it really depends. Um, I'm working with a team of neuroscientists, psychologists. Um, I myself studied things like child development, so psychology basically in university. Um, and gradually you end up becoming a little bit more interested in sleep because, you know, it's something that everybody does. Mm. Obviously, we spend about a third of our lives sleeping, yeah. but actually we don't know that much about it. So I have always been intrigued by the things that we kind of take for granted that are going on in the human mind. Um, and then when I started working at Emma, I got to start studying that in a more professional capacity. Oh, mm. right. Ember, is it true that we're missing out on hundreds of hours of sleep of uh, you know sleep each year? And can you catch up? Is that possible? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, it is true. So research that Emma commissioned on this topic in Australia in particular found that um, the average Aussie gets only 6.4 hours of sleep per night. That's quite a far cry from the seven to nine hours that we generally recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as catching up, a little bit controversial. Some mm-hmm. studies say that, yes, you can, to an extent, make up for lost sleep by, for example, sleeping a little bit longer. But, of course, if you, for example, sleep six hours one night, if you have a little bit more time to catch some these the next day, odds are that you're not going to be sleeping twice the amount that you normally would, right? Right. So you're Mm. still not going to be getting, you know, all of the sleep that you necessarily needed. Mm -hmm. However, you can catch up a little bit as far as, for example, there's something called REM rebound, where um, if you miss out on some REM in one night, when you have the opportunity, your body automatically tries to make up for it by increasing the amount of REM that you experience. So always better to at least try to make up for it than Mm. to just remain eternally sleep deprived. It's not as good as getting a consistent seven to nine hours each night. Yeah. Um, But it's something. Because I guess, I mean, I do, I catch up on a Saturday morning. Obviously we get up pretty early, but um, uh, you know, that doesn't help me on Friday morning after I didn't have much sleep on Thursday night, does it? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) How important is good sleep to a good work day? Oh, It's so important. So one thing that we found in our our recent commissioning for Australia was actually that about two in five younger Australians call in sick to work due to lack of sleep. That's an obvious issue as far as performance goes. You're not at work. You're not performing. You're not uh, catching up on the tasks you have to do. But good sleep is also extremely important for, for example, making good decisions for emotional well-being and control. Obviously, it also impacts your immune system. Um, your problem-solving skills and your cognitive function are improved by sleep. One of my favorite studies, um, they had participants come in and try to solve some problems. And they had a control group that took a break, stayed awake. Another um, experimental group that went home, went to sleep, slept eight hours, and then came back and did the same problem. Mm-hmm. They found that the problem-solving group solved 80% more problems um, after they had a good night's sleep compared to the control group who didn't sleep. Ah, interesting. Hey, Emma, what about the merits of a uh, siesta? I have a sleep during the day between 30 minutes and an hour each day. Is that meant to be healthy or is that bad? It's definitely good for you. So our general recommendation right off the bat as far as napping goes is if you have trouble falling asleep at night, skip the nap because that means Mm -hmm. that you are not tired enough when you're going to bed. Mm. Um, As far as your napping habits, I would say maybe try to cut it a little bit shorter. Okay to like 20 minutes a day. And the reason I say that is because typically um, a 20 minute or shorter nap, you enter into a stage of sleep called light sleep. And light sleep is 
super good for um, for things like learning, for motor, motor control, and things like that. It's also a lot easier to wake up from. After about 20 minutes, then you enter into the stage of sleep called deep sleep. And as the name implies, you are sleeping more deeply. But it also means that it's harder to wake up from. So if you are woken up from a nap in the stage of deep sleep, then you're going to experience something called sleep inertia. And that's a cognitive phenomenon where basically you feel sluggish, you know, Mm. like the memes of people who wake up from a nap and are like, where am I? What year is it? What's going on? Those people are probably waking (laughs) up from deep sleep. They're experiencing sleep inertia. And it typically lasts between 30 and 45 minutes. Mm. So if you want to be cognitively at your best right after waking up from a nap, Keep it maybe closer to 20 minutes. Okay, good mm. advice. Emma, what do you think is the, the number one thing that affects people's sleep? Is it is it stress? Stress for sure. Nowadays especially, I think the vast majority of people that I talk to who have problems with their sleep complain about some form of stress, either family or work or just general anxiety. I mean, we all know the past three years in particular have been uh, have done quite a number on our mental health. Mm. Um, And so people need more than ever now to focus on mindfulness techniques, on finding ways to wind down and figure out what feels good for them in the evening to relax and kind of turn off that nagging voice in the back of their head about tasks unfinished or things that they want to do tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. What about bright screens just before bedtime? I've been told that (laughs) many a time. Don't look at your phone. Yeah, the bright screens can definitely have an impact. Um, Blue light, for example, may impact your, your body's um, response to produce melatonin, which yep. is an important um, neurotransmitter for promoting sleep, essentially. The other thing that is less talked about on your phone as well is actually what you're looking at. So nowadays we have our blue light filters. Everybody's like, oh, well, I've turned on my night mode on my phone. So that means I can use it right up until I close mm. my eyes and go to bed, right? Mm. The thing is, the things that you are typically viewing on your phone, social media, your text messages, God forbid, your work emails, are also not necessarily going to help you relax, calm down, stop thinking about the day, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I mean, social media in particular is designed to be addictive. It's designed to make you want to keep scrolling, to keep watching the next video of a cat jumping into a pool or a parrot doing a dance. Those are really good and stimulating, but that's exactly the opposite of what you want um, when you're trying to fall asleep. Especially when they happen in the same video. Um, Emma, (laughs) obviously, apart from screens, and I've always thought that you shouldn't eat just before bed, what um, what, what are your top tips for getting a good night's sleep? The number one tip I would give is a consistent schedule. Um, it's a little bit tricky for people to actually stick to because, yeah. of course, we like to have a lion on the weekend. But as far as you can, trying to go to bed at the same time, plus or minus an hour, and get up at the same time each yeah. day is really, really good way to help your body get into a rhythm for your brain to know when it should start preparing sleep processes and when it should start reducing the activity of, you know, wake-promoting areas. Super important. Hard to implement, but if you can, you're golden. Right. Okay. It's funny you mentioned about the cat videos because the other night I caught myself <laughs> looking at a cat video while the cat was climbing on me. And it was the same. I might as well have just been living it, not watching it. <laughs> cat videos is what the internet is for. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I, Emma, I really agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Very valuable advice. Thank you so much for joining us. Good on you, Emma. Yeah, thank you both so much. Thanks. Bye.